This is not my own YouTube, not my own podcast. I'm not my own. And today I'm going to be talking about this video, this interview with Jordan Peterson. And Pierce Morgan was interviewing him about his belief in God or even just trying to see if he even believed that God exists. I think that this interview showcases God's grace on people in this topic of being chosen versus being called. Because remember, many are called, but few are chosen. I believe I can integrate that into this this interview today. It's with God. Yep. A lot of your fans, there's all yep. sorts of Jordan Peterson groups that you can join who debate whether you really believe in God or not. So let's just get it on the table. Do you believe in God? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think that's any of, I don't think that's anybody's business. I think it's the most private question you can ask someone, but then I would say also, uh, what's the right response to that? By their fruits, you will know them. How's that? Okay. If you are a believer, if you believe in God, you also believe in Jesus. Christians know this. When we put our belief in God, we are given the Holy Spirit, which is going to produce fruit. And there's going to be an outpour overflow of everything, of everything good. It's not going to be containable where it's like, okay, this is a private matter. This is an intimate matter. No, this type of in this type of intimacy is pure love, a love, again, that overflows. That's not containable. Okay. It's just like being in love with somebody, right? You ask somebody if you're married or if you've ever been in love with somebody or like even your parents or anybody that you love, someone asks you, do you love them or do you believe in them? You're going to be like, yes, you're going to vouch for them. You're going to go hard for them. You're going to start boasting about them. Okay. So it's the same with our belief in God. We're, we're not going to you know, we're not going to deny anybody. And Jesus said, if, if you deny him, he would deny you. Okay. Let me just continue on with the video. Do you, do you think there is a God? Oh, I'm terrified that there might be, Pierce. How's that? And I, you know, I'm not, they say, it's an old, it's an old Testament saying, I believe that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And that's actually, that is actually about as true a statement as you could manage in such a short phrase. And, you know, people have. He said he is terrified that there might be. And then he brought up the Old Testament. It's found in three places. So Psalm 111 verse 10 says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. And then in Proverbs 1, 7, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. And then Proverbs 9, 10, it says the fear, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Jordan says he's terrified that he might exist. So here's the thing. He court, he tried to, it seemed like he tried to correlate it with these verses in the Bible. And that's not the case. See, the fear that he's talking about of being terrified that something might exist, that's him being scared or fearful of the unknown. That's called having anxiety. And that type of fear is not what God is talking about. It's not what the scripture is talking about. It's talking about a fear, a healthy fear, a reverence fear, a fear that produces wisdom. And so 
what Jordan is talking about is anxiety that's fearing the unknown that produces no wisdom because wisdom is when we take something we know and apply it. You can't take something you don't know and apply it. That's, that's, that's unfruitful. That's foolishness. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a stiller of the present moment. It's a time killer. It wastes time. It's a distraction. And so the fear that's in Proverbs and the fear that's in Psalms is relating to a reverence. You know, when we fear God, it's because we know God. And to even know God, it requires humility, a type of reverence, a type of reverence for God. You know who God is, right? Just like if you have a father or anybody who's in authority, even if you work for a boss, you knowing that a boss is a boss is going to instill some type of fear or reverence in you. It should at least. A, a, a type of fear that induces humility. Like, so for example, you know that you are an employee when you're a boss around, you're not acting like the boss when you're a boss around. Right. And so that's part of it. And it takes humility to get this type of fear. It takes to know, you have to know God in order to fear God. You cannot fear something you don't know. Again, that would be anxiety and God did not give us the spirit of fear. And so to me, this testifies to Jordan's where he's at in regards to his faith, because, again, um, I don't really know if he has a mustard seed of faith. I do not know his heart. But what I'm, I'm going off of what he is, I'm going off of what he's saying, which is a manifestation of his heart. Um, and that is that the spirit of fear that he's the spirit of fear that he has of the unknown is not given to him by God. And that's the truth. And so if you have this fear, this, oh, I fear that God might exist, this agnostic type of uh, perspective, it's not godly. It's And a lot of times people who are intelligent like this, it's a barrier. People who are so skeptical to the point or they're skeptical, but they use their own intelligence, their own reasoning to try to feel this skepticism when it comes to God. It's not it's going to take divine wisdom to understand God. And just like in the scriptures I mentioned, it mentions what it mentions wisdom. In Each one, it says this in the Psalm 111, it says a good understanding, right? That comes from what? Insight. And I believe because I watched this video already in this next segment or this next bit, he's going to talk about insight. And so let's just continue the video. Congratulated me. I was at the Buckley Institute last night. They were congratulating me on my courage. And I think, and I said this last night, it's like, you guys don't understand. It has nothing to do with courage. I'm just afraid of different things than the people who lie. And I'm afraid, for example, of what happens when you lose control of your tongue. And I said that back in 2016 when I first opposed the Canadian government. And people were, you know, congratulating me. It's like, well, you're so brave to stand up to the government. It's like, I'm nowhere near as afraid of the government as I am of what happens when people lose control of their tongue. I studied totalitarianism for, well, since I was 13 years old in depth. And I know what happens when people lose control of their tongue. What happens? All right. This interested to me because when he talks about God, he talks about uncertainty, but yet he's terrified. But when he talks about his own study and this totalism, I cannot pronounce it. 
he talks about how he know, how he has done his due diligence, how he has studied. It's more so leaning on his own intelligence that which is the reason why he can like confidently say he knows. And that's why he fears what happens when someone loses their tongue. See, that's not anxiety. That's using wisdom. But when it talks about, when he talks about his belief in God or even the existence of God, it comes from a place that is not fruitful. That God has given him so much grace it's crazy, like how much he's talking and God is using him. And I can, as a person, again, what I am seeing from Jordan is not my own intellect. It's not my ability to think critically. It's not me. Not my wisdom is not my insight. It's a insight given to me by the Holy Spirit that I'm able to even have the confidence to come up here and even analyze this video on a man that I know who was very intelligent. I have nothing on this man when it comes to earthly intelligence, you know what I mean? But when it comes to God using me and operating and, uh, and again, being able by the Holy spirit, who was God, this is something else. It's not my own. That's why I say not my own. Cause it's not my own intelligence. People who know me know <laughs> it's not my own intelligence. It's divine insight, divine wisdom. Um, but yeah, that's interesting how God is using this man and how it's just interesting. So let's just keep going. I mean, it might even mean it theologically, but you can just say, don't even bother with that. But what's fascinating. Let's just okay. mean it practically. But what's interesting is I completely agree with you, by the way. Um, and you are the most open book <laughs> of almost anyone I've ever interviewed. Right to the point I asked you if you believe in God. I didn't actually know what you were going to say, but for some reason you're reluctant to say why are you reluctant? Well, okay, let's let let's walk along. That. Well, because it's a it's not a it's not a well posed question. It's too complicated an issue to be dealt with like that. You step into instant traps just by accepting the question. So, uh, wait, he said it's not a well posed question and traps. Like, what does that mean? How? Because again, I think again when it comes to people who are intelligent, see in the Bible, I'm not saying. Look, I believe Jordan Peterson is called, but is he chosen? Again, many are called, few are chosen. God makes the wise foolish and the foolish wise. A lot of the time, when we are so wise, earthly wise, it's a stumbling block. It gets in the way. We're so prideful that we don't want to accept anything we can't reason with. But we have to realize that it's above our our reasoning. It's above our thoughts. It's just so above us. And I believe from what I've seen, I believe from what I'm seeing, like Jordan is such a precise, sharp thinker in how he articulates that it's a stumbling block for him. Like, I feel like, Jordan is humble, but at the same time, he's so intelligent. I don't know. I've, I have faith. I believe God is going to work it out in his life. But right now, it's like you can't even get past. You've been like you can't even get past whatever you're trying to get past. But usually from what I when I watch Jordan Peterson videos, he usually clarifies it. So I believe that's what he's about to do. But then he doesn't clarify. Well, let's just see. Let's just see. First thing I would say is, what do you mean by believe? Wait, let me but answer you, this question. To believe in something is totally different from believing in something 
To believe something is to accept something to be true based off of information or knowledge given to you. Um, that's what it is. And that belief is actually an act of free will. It's us choosing to acknowledge or accept something as true or factual. And believing in something is it's always accompanied by an experience or a work is always accompanied by wisdom is when we take something that we know and apply it because that's wisdom applying knowledge is wisdom and that's the difference see people can believe that God exists but not decide to experience God not decide to um, put their trust in God so let's just continue the video like, do you think that a statement about the existence of God is something like a scientific theory? Do you think it's a list of facts? Is it a factual question, does God exist or not? Is it a factual question like you're asking about whether a cup on a table exists or a plate on a table, an artifact in a room? What do you mean by this? What do you mean by believe? I'll stake my life on the proposition that God exists. How's that? When he say he stake his life on the proposition, he's saying he stake his life on the probability of God existing based off of the grace given to him by God. Although he's not really receiving it because he called it a proposition. Um, if he received the grace or the evidence God has given him, he wouldn't say it's a proposition. He would know he would accept it and then he would choose to put faith. But to me, the statement speaks more to him boasting about his intelligence or him relying, I would say, more on his earthly wisdom and not a wisdom beyond himself, not an understanding beyond himself. Um, so that's what I would say about this. Well, is that an answer? Well, that's the right answer. I would ask you, here's my supplementary. Do you ever pray? Always. Who do you pray to? God. Uh, the spirit that protects you from hell. But that, many people would say, is God. Hey, sounds good to me. And so you might say, well, I said I pray always. So what does that mean? I'm trying to say the most, the clearest words I can say. And I do that by paying attention. I'm listening to the words and feeling them as I move along, thinking, is that a firm foundation in the morass? Is that a, is that a bridge over the abyss? Is that word the right word? I do that when I'm writing. I do that when I'm talking. And I do that because I don't want to be in the abyss. And the pathway over the abyss is the truth. Now, with regards to belief in God, you might say, and I know, I know that, that you're not particularly religiously inclined, at least that's the theory. It's like, well, you have a character, Pierce. Everyone has a character. You could say that would be the spirit of Pierce Morgan. And then we might say, well, let's inquire into that spirit. If you were a hedonist, then the spirit that would be Pierce Morgan would be your hedonistic whims. And that would be your God. I would say if you're a noble person, then your spirit is something elevated above your mere whims. And then there's the spirit that's inculcated within you. It's a consequence, perhaps, of your socialization. But in a more sophisticated way, it's actually a consequence 
of the spirit that you've allowed as a consequence of your choices to dwell within you. And that spirit has a nature. It might be allied with the truth. It might be allied with falsehood. If it's allied with the truth, it's a manifestation of what has been considered traditionally oh, okay. the logos. The more you're aligned with the truth, the more your spirit is an avatar of the logos. Oh, the that's word. just, it's true. It's religiously true, as it turns out, but it's also technically true. It's technically true. See, I had that's a debate. A lot. So I'm, to, I'm making that case in the new book. Right. So I had I heard... a debate with Richard Dawkins. He said a lot. I'm going to try to see. Okay, this is how I interpret it because he sometimes, he be losing me. Okay. Like I said, I am spiritually wise because God is in me, but earthly, I, he just be losing me. Some, <laughs> but no, he said a couple of things. He talked about a certain fear. No, a certain spirit that is, hold on, let me see. He said that Pierce may have a character. Everyone has a character. You could say that that would be the spirit of Pierce Morgan. I would swipe that out and say everyone has a principle, right? Not a, like the character is, it, it, it comes after the principle. Like it's the principle produces the character. And I think the principle is truth. And I think there's either, and I think that principle is either there or it isn't. And the absence of that principle is the opposite of it, which is lies or darkness. So if the principle was truth or light, the absence of the absence of it would be darkness. God is too good. Because he made us in his image. So that. Oh, even though we're in this world, we, we're still connected to the principle. But yet, something happens. Something happened. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He said, like, if you're a hedonistic whim. So he said, like, if Pierce was a hedonist, he would have hedonistic whims. And so if we replace that with being image bearers of God, since we are image bearers, bear, since we are image bearers of God, we are constantly being pulled you know, we're constantly being tugged. We've constantly been given the grace and called to God, called to himself because we're made in his image. And we have the same type of con that consciousness is in innate is innate in us. He said, if you're a noble person, then your spirit is something elevated above your mere whims. And then there, the spirit that's in coke within you it's a consequence perhaps of your social socialization but in a more sophisticated way it's actually a consequence of the spirit that you've allowed as a consequence of your choices to dwell within you and that spirit has a nature it might be allied with the truth it might be aligned with falsehood like do he know what he's saying like god is using him rather you know god uses anybody Let's be let's be clear. And God calls many, but few are chosen. So what he's saying is crazy. God, you're too good. You're too good. 
what and then he mentioned the logos which is basically the word you can see even the word he said an avatar of the word basically and that's that's crazy so and he said it's a manifestation of what has been considered traditionally the logos logos and more aligned with the truth the more your spirit is an avatar of the logos yeah that is crazy so that's what i'm saying god has given him grace because he's allowed him he's met jordan anybody rather no matter your intellect no matter how intelligent you are or the way you think god is going to meet you where you are and the fact that jordan is saying this dr peterson is saying this it just amazes me because it's like it's in his face it's it's right there God has met him where he is. God is calling him. But is Jordan Peterson, is he chosen? Has he decided that God truly exists? And has he decided to put his faith in God to have faith in works? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding, a good understanding have all that do what he commands see in these verses i mentioned if jordan believed in god he would have faith in works and his works would be a production of his faith see we either are going to have earthly wisdom and it's going to stop there it's going to stop there with earthly experiences earthly insight or we're going to have divine wisdom and it's going to go far above our understanding far above our knowledge, far above our reasoning, far above our thoughts. And for a lot of people, they cannot even imagine that. Like the thing about being stiff necked is the reason why our necks become stiff is because we have a lot up here. We're big headed (laughs) and the neck becomes stiff because it's trying to balance all that pride. And that's what it is. And I'm not saying Jordan might be prideful because he's intelligent. We are prideful when we have anything that we idolize above God. That's the act of pride. But I mean, again, many are called if you're chosen. God calls us. He calls us and he gives us grace. That's that's him calling us. That's him drawing us near to his son, Jesus, who is God. And we're either going to accept him or not. We're either going to accept him as the same essence and nature as God, the father being divine as well and decide to put our faith in him, which is believing in, or we're going to be foolish and just remain there when he says, I'm terrified that he might exist as smart and intelligent as Jordan Peterson is. Again, God says he will make the wise foolish and the foolish wise. Again, he's a psychologist, I believe. Was he a psychologist? And for him to immediately say he has anxiety about God. Basically, if you have the same mentality and if you can relate to Jordan's way of thinking, if you feel like you can. You get it because that's how you feel. I will I will say this. God has given you so much grace. He's just waiting on you to make a decision because God already chose us. 
And when I say us, I'm talking about believers and the ones who are going to come to him. He chose us in the beginning when he sent his son. And if you're going to eventually put your faith in God again, I wouldn't bank on tomorrow because we don't know if tomorrow is promised. But now is the time. Because many are called, but if you are chosen to be chosen is to have the experience. It's like going on an interview, an interview, you're looking for a job but they deny you because you don't have the experience. See, the experience is the Holy Spirit given to us. See, the experience is the Holy Spirit given to us once we put our faith in God. That experience is that insight that enables us to do the will of God, that that enables us to mature in Christ, that enables us to have divine wisdom, to be outside of time, but yet present to abide in Christ, to abide in God and be outside of time, but yet present here on earth doing the works of God. And so we all have a decision to make if you haven't already. And mind you, you've made a decision, even if you haven't made a decision. It's either for or against God. It's like he said, this whim, this the spirit we have in us is a consequences is a consequence of the will we follow is faith and works. And remember to know God is to love God because God is love and to love God is to keep his commandments. Fear involves humility, but also That humility brings us into the know for us to say, you know what, God, I don't understand. I don't have all the answers. I'm not enough. And I'm going to choose to give it all to you and put my faith in you. And there we are given understanding through this insight that brings forth true wisdom, divine wisdom.